Welcome to the Property Boom Show with Todd Polkey. Straight talk about how to make big money from property in today's market. All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are listening to this today. Todd Polkey here and welcome to episode three of Ask Todd. So today I really want to share with you um, a question which I was asked on a webinar that I was running last night. And um, the question really relates to a very strong theme which is existing in the marketplace right now and how you should be investing and more specifically what type of property or what type of commodity is what I call it that you should be investing in the current marketplace. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today. So houses, units versus what type of units and specifically focusing on the units. Now, um, and the reason I'm saying that is that there's so much media going on, there's so much out there in the media going Oh, uh, you know, there's uh, so much supply of units coming on, there's oversupply of units, you shouldn't touch them, and blah, 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 blah. And so a lot of people will read that and take it on face value what the media says and automatically decide that units are shit and units don't work and units are not a good investment. Now, guys, that is not true. It is not true. It just depends on what type of unit in what type of location. So you never get caught up in the product, a house or a unit or a townhouse or whatever. As I know some people just love it at all land. Happy days, whatever, that's great. Some people uh, love the yields that units provide and the low maintenance um, style that they provide. And um, The reality is they're both good products and they both serve a good purpose in a portfolio. And you know, land is a, is a scarce commodity, more scarce commodity than what airspace is. But having said that, there's a shifting and changing demographic to more and more people wanting a lower maintenance lifestyle. You know, we've got the aging, um, the aging population who are downsizing big homes, cashing out all the equity they have in homes and shoving that in them, you know, buying a little nice unit and cafe precinct or whatever it is and lifestyle areas, outright in cash and topping up their superannuation balances. We're seeing that. We're seeing a lot of young young professionals, right? Um, you know, who don't want that mow a backyard, you know, or families who don't want a mow a backyard or anything like that. They want the facilities right where they are, and they want to live, work, and play in their own local um, local area. And there's multiple different shifts going on in the overall demographics and, and culture, you know, in Australia and you know also in different parts of the world that are making units more and more popular. So they're both great commodities. I just want to put that out there but it just depends on what type of unit. That's the big um, thing you've got to be thinking about in this current marketplace. And let me tell you the, the background behind it and what's happened. So, over the last um, you know, kind of four to five of years, we've seen interest rates drop from 7% down to you know, uh, 6%, down to 5%, down to 4%, and there are, we're at a 30-year low interest rate environment right now. So all of a sudden, it had become easier and cheaper to get in money, uh, to get into property. And so a lot of people who could not afford to get into property before, all of a sudden had this golden opportunity to get in there. At the same time, you know, um, you know, when they were trying to stimulate the economy in 2009, 2010, uh, they put in a lot of first homeowners grants across all across the country. So a lot of people were able to start getting into property. But and also at the same time, you know, um, Sydney started to pick up, and Melbourne was picking up as far, with the real strong growth drivers uh, in the Australian marketplace. And so um, the level of investors, because it was cheaper getting to the marketplace, and these two major capital cities started booming. The level of investors in the marketplace started going up and up and up and up and up, and um, you know, it reached up well over above 50 to 60 percent of all overall property sales that uh, were being made in the marketplace. Now, so that was something which was going on, and that's really, really high. Normally, it's 25 to 30 percent. That was something which was going on. So. 
Then, there are a lot of, because these markets were starting to boom and there was demand was picking up, developers started coming in and developing more and more stock. And so when a developer comes in, what the first thing they would, should want to do, a good developer would go, where is the demand coming from? And the demand was coming from a very high proportion of investors coming into the marketplace. So developers go, great, investor market. All right, what we want to do is that we want to build and design products which are specifically designed for investors. So now we're talking 10 kilometer radius to CBDs, we're talking um, you know, high rise apartments, and uh, we're talking high rise apartments specifically designed for investors. Now, that's, that is the, the key thing I want you to get. So now you want to think about, well, what, what is a high rise apartment? What is a unit designed for an investment? Forget high rise, whatever it is. But what is a unit designed for an investment? Just think about it. You will tend to have a one or two bedroom unit, for example. You will tend to have a smaller um, size living space, like living type of area. You know, the square meterage of a unit itself, you know, if it's one bedroom, it's probably you know, somewhere between 40 to maybe 55 and then a five meter square meter balcony, for example. For a two bedroom, maybe you're looking at 60 square meters up to maybe 75 to 80 square meters. Anything bigger than that is considered to be quite a big two bedroom unit in this day and age. Obviously, older style um, units have a bigger four meters you know, square area, but that's, just, that's what was going on then. And so the, you think about, well, what is the level of finishes like? You know, a d property, a unit designed for investors is tend to be a low level of finishes because you're just trying to get the job done, right? How big will the balcony be? Small. How big are the bedrooms? Small. What about the facilities? Yeah, definitely they've got faci some facilities designed for, um, for renters that are going to be living there. What about if it's a high-rise apartment? What about the commercial space underneath? What do you think might be in there? You know, a good developer, one who actually gives a shit about the product they're building, not just developers going in, okay, well, let's build a, build a development and, um, you know, flog it off as quickly as we can and then move on to the next one. You know, you don't want to be involved in that crap. You know, that's where you get, um, they, they cut corners, they're, they're finishing it cheaply, you're going to have ongoing problems with it, the building will deteriorate far more rapidly. There's nothing special about it. There's no wow factor. But... You go to a unit um, or a development design for an owner-occupier and you think about it, okay, what would an owner-occupier want? You know, they probably want a bigger living area, right? They want an entertainer's type of balcony, so a bigger balcony. They probably want some bigger bedrooms. They want a higher level of finishes. They want those little, little extra bits, those little extra things which really make the difference for someone who is setting up their home. You think about the development itself. You know, um, if there's commercial space underneath it, a good developer, one who cares, will hold on to that, that, that commercial space underneath. Because as soon as they flog it off, all of a sudden a 7-Eleven can move in, a laundromat can move in, a cheap um, you know, restaurant can move in, and uh, you know, the whole building, the whole integrity of the building is already affected, right? Also a developer who actually cares they're not just, they're going to focus a lot on the facade. They're going to focus on the streetscape. They will spend extra money and go above and beyond to make this building a statement, to make it something that they are proud of in their portfolio, to kind of make it a, a landmark. And that is one of the most critical things that you want to do when you are doing research on, am I going to invest in this type of property? Like, especially when we're talking about high-rise units or off-the-plan strategies, right? What has the developer built in the past, right? Find out about it. What are the resales like? What is the quality of the building? Are they having problems with it? Is it always rented out? You know, find out about it because more often than not, when you find a history and you can see great development, great development, great development, great development, great development, 
more than likely they actually care. They are building a legacy in the developments that they're actually building and they are really proud of what they're putting together. And so they're gonna keep doing that. You know, there's a lot more involved in it to them. Um, it's a sense of pride and it's a legacy rather than just, hey, let's get in, let's get out and we'll make a buck out of developing from the current marketplace. So that is a key point. Units aren't bad guys. Don't get caught up in this media frenzy and you know that media loves to sell bad news and they generalize everything. Yes, there are some areas in every capital city where I wouldn't touch units, right? I, you know, especially high-rise units. Like Gold Coast, I wouldn't touch on the 40-foot pole. Um, you know, Melbourne, kind of that uh, close radius to CBD, I wouldn't touch units 40-foot pole. Massively oversupplied commodity. Some areas in Brisbane, I absolutely wouldn't touch it. But you know what? Some areas in Brisbane, really core cool blue chip areas, you know, some units are doing really well. I own some in there. I'm just settling on one right now, and it is doing amazingly. It's, uh, it's great, created some great value. It's going to be rented out literally like that. It's strategically located, all the infrastructure, population growth, literally everything is stacking up around it, right? So um, don't get turned off by units because they can be a great commodity. In this current marketplace, buy a unit designed for an owner-occupier, probably any marketplace, right? Two to three bedroom, high-level finishes, bigger areas, a developer who gives a shit about their building, close to transport infrastructure, close to lifestyle infrastructure, all those different things you want to be thinking about. If you're going to be doing an older-style unit, great. Get something where you can add some value to it as well, okay? So um, don't get caught up in the product. Get caught up in the result it's going to create for your guys' portfolio. So I hope that's helpful. That's a really key, critical um, trend in the current marketplace, uh, especially as we're seeing the aqua changes come in and the level of investors in the market is slowing down. Uh, there's a little bit of a glut in stock, especially in, in high-rise apartments at this point in time, and that will come out over the next kind of 12 to 18 odd months as well. So be very, very careful what you're doing and just follow those key steps and, and be very careful what you're choosing. And critical piece of advice, do your research on the developer because they are one of the, um, the key parts of due diligence that you want to be doing when you're looking at what you're going to be investing in. Thanks, guys. I'll see you tomorrow.